Good morning, and thank you for joining us on this um, 29th day of September, Wednesday, 2021. Uh, today is uh, all is um, St. Michael and All Angels Day. It's also Jack Lynn's birthday, real important day. Uh, we'll be following the service of Madden's page 100, uh, 219, page 219. Our uh, psalm today is Psalm 19, Psalm 19, verses 7 to 14. Psalm 19, 7 to 14. And our hymn is, These Are the Holy Ten Commands by Luther. Hymn 581, stanza 6. 581, stanza 6. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us come before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God, and the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. 
Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship him. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 14. Psalm 19, 7 to 14. perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The just decrees of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his heirs? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Hymn 581, stanza 6. These are the Holy Ten Commands. 581, stanza 6. You shall not murder, hurt, nor hate. 
Your anger dare not dominate. Be kind and patient, help defend, and treat your foe as your friend. Have mercy, Lord. Our reading today is from Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 21. You've heard it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you'll never get out until you've paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. For it's better to lose one of your members than to go than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that every one who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said to those of old. You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who's evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you. And do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, What reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? 
And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your home and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Our reading today comes from... uh, Johann Gerhardt. Concerning the revelation of sin, Moses' veil hangs before the eyes of all people as long as they hear the bare preaching of the law and nothing about Christ. Therefore, they do not learn from the law to see their sins correctly. They either become bold hypocrites who swell with their own opinion of their own righteousness, like the Pharisees, or they despair like Judas. Therefore, Christ takes the law into his hands and explains it spiritually. In this way, God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all sinners, so that they see how great it is. In this way, they're directed back to the law, and then they they first learn from it to know their sins correctly, a knowledge that Moses never could have forced out of them. According to this, the the preaching of the suffering and the death of Christ, the Son of God, is a serious and terrifying proclamation and declaration of God's wrath. By such preaching, people are first led into the law correctly. After Moses' veil has been removed from them, then they understand correctly for the first time what great things God requires of us in his law, none of which we can keep. Therefore, they know that we are to seek all our righteousness in Christ. As long as all this, namely Christ's suffering and death, proclaims God's wrath and terrifies a person, it is still not properly the preaching of the gospel. It remains the preaching of Moses and the law, and is therefore an alien work of Christ. Passing through this teaching, Christ arrives at his proper office, that is, to preach grace console, and give life, which is properly the preaching of the gospel. That was actually from the epitome of the formula of Concord. And then now John Gerhard says this. What is the angel's attitude toward men? This is the Lord Christ reveals with one word when he calls them their angels. That is the angels of the little ones, the servants of the children, and all believers. They render this service to every Christian in manifold ways. 
While we are children, God assigns our angels to us, as Christ tells us in the Holy Gospel. When we grow older and go our own way, that is, walk in the ways of our calling, God also assigns angels to us. When we sleep, the angels watch and protect us against the devil. When we die, they carry our souls to Abraham's bosom. Their protection is ours through life. Why is that the angels readily serve the believers, though they are much nobler and higher than we? One, because they are confirmed in the good, and therefore gladly and fully obey God's will. God's will and order is that they serve us. The army of the heavens, sun, moon, and stars maintain their order given them by God for man's sake. All the more will the heavenly army of the holy angels maintain its order. Two, because our nature is raised in Christ above all angels and archangels, therefore the angels do not refuse to serve us men in honor of the human nature assumed by Christ. As an entire race is brought to honor by a marriage, so the marriage of the Son of God with humanity has restored the human race to honor. What wonder, then, that the angels serve us, since the Son of God, the Lord of the angels, came to earth that he might serve us. 3. Because love is pure and perfect in them, the angels joyfully serve us, as does the Lord, who himself is love, in whose image the angels were created and who declared, I will rejoice in doing them good. Fourth, finally, because we shall someday be with them in heaven and join their choirs in praising God, the angels are happy to serve us here on earth. We now sing the Te Deum. And note, we'll sing about, about angels in that Te Deum. We praise you, O God, we acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you, cherubim and seraphim, continually do cry. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The holy church throughout all the world does acknowledge you. The father of an infinite majesty your adorable, true, and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. 
You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver man, you humbled yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that you will come to be our judge. We therefore pray you to help your servants whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make them to be numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you, and we worship your name forever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let your mercy be upon us, as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. Everlasting God, you've ordained and constituted the service of angels and men in a wonderful order. Mercifully grant that you, as your holy angels always serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment may all, so by your appointment they may also help and defend us on earth. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Lord, we implore you, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, your, the only God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you've safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all of our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. A little bit about angels. A paragraph from the Treasury of Daily Prayer at the end says the following. The name of the archangel St. Michael means who is like God. Michael is mentioned in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1, as well as in Jude, verse 9, and in Revelation, chapter 12, verse 7. Daniel portrays Michael as the angelic helper of Israel who leads the battle against the forces of evil. In Revelation, Michael and his angels fight against and defeat Satan and the evil angels, driving them from heaven. Their victory is made possible by Christ's own victory over Satan in his death and resurrection, a victory announced by the voice in heaven. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. Michael is often associated with Gabriel and Raphael and the other chief angels or archangels who surround the throne of God. Tradition names Michael as the patron and protector of the church, especially as the protector of Christians at the hour of death. Thank you for joining us for Maddens and Prayers today. Uh, we hope you'll be joining us tomorrow as well. May God bless you this day.